sometimes problems are opportunities. Nine times out of 10, they're opportunities because you just have to reframe what the problem is and see it as something that you can really evolve from. And that's really the switch that I've had to turn on in most of my businesses. Hey there guys, welcome to another episode of the Winners Podcast, a podcast on business, mindset and growth. And today we have an extraordinary guest on this episode. We have a successful entrepreneur, author and philanthropist, Evan. Evan, thanks once more for accepting to pitch in some values into the Winners Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me, man. Excited to be here. Oh, that's great. So how's things been going on on your side, especially with the pandemic stuff? Man, it's been transformational, man. We've been having to sit down. Like, our lives, especially in the entertainment sphere, you're always on the go, you're always on a plane, heading to the next city, and now everything is just halted, right? There's no touring, there's no meet and greets, there's no traveling shows, there's no press runs. So we're having to adapt to this new world virtually, and that's globally. Like, I'm sure you all are going through similar things, just trying to figure out how to navigate through this landscape in the virtual space. So we're embracing it now. There's, there's nothing that we can do about it. So we have to keep pushing forward. Uh, do you think this pandemic has somehow upgraded businesses and like opened up more? Because if you check a lot of businesses that have opened up with this pandemic coming up, do you think it's somehow, I can say like a mixed blessing because people are benefiting from it too? Well, if you look at who's making all the money right now, all these tech companies are just like, I think I looked at the list of other day like elon musk at tesla raised his network by 40 billion uh jeff bezos at amazon was like 70 billion mark zuckerberg 40 billion like it's crazy like you're seeing companies like zoom we're on a zoom right now who are making millions and millions of dollars so these companies that are in the tech space that are able to take advantage of what's going on are really winning right now and it's forcing companies to have to adapt to the digital space faster than they may have wanted to just to survive. So I think that's what's really, you know, pushed that landscape. Yeah, cause like most people are like turning their businesses to virtual businesses right now. Like on my last episode, I had a relationship course who, who is turning to the online phase, getting to Zoom calls and she says it's like change for her cause it's hard sometimes when you get people who have not been used to those kind of stuff, but they have to upgrade to that and have to be online all time, check feeds, Post on Instagram, you know, people who are old that are not really used to those kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's for a lot of people, especially like non-millennials or non, you know, the younger generations, it's just like, dang, I have to do this now. Like I have to learn all of this now. So it's definitely a learning curve for people. We have to do it to survive in business at this point. Like physical locations are not opening up or they're opening up in limited spaces. I was talking to some restaurant owners and they're just saying like, you know, we can't even operate in our dining spaces in full capacity. I don't know what it looks like over there, but it's like a lot of these companies are taking major pay cuts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So let's move away from the pandemic and let's get into like real talk. 
So you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, and what really inspires you? Because you do all of this stuff. Because I know a lot of people don't have that inspiration into starting up businesses, into writing a book. Because I know writing a book is real tiring, real troublesome. I find it hard just writing a blog myself. And I mean, what really inspires you into that? Man, so great question. Because it definitely took me three years to write this book. It wasn't just a fly by night, like I da 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 da. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. I definitely experienced writer's block. I definitely had to revise, like take whole chapters out and, and removed it because I did not think like that from my own growth. So, something that I really, or what really inspired me was being able to grow. And one of my businesses is in management. So I manage a producer, I manage an actress, I manage artists, and I help their careers grow. And seeing the change in people and seeing how guidance for people really makes a difference has been something that I really appreciate and I enjoy and gives me the energy to keep going, which is why I develop life coaching as part of one of my other sub-businesses. So yeah, man, it, it really helping people. Right. So I I wrote this book in a sense. It wasn't even a book at first. It was really a journal. I was writing to myself. And then as I continued to journal and see the messages and the things that I was writing and I would express these ideas to other people and they would say, "Dang, you need to share that. So now I'm I'm, I'm just now really at the point where it's a tangible physical product and I can literally hand it over and, you know, let these ideas sink for someone else. Yeah, that's great. Writing is real cool right now. And you know, a lot of people read, read these days since they don't have a lot to do. People are just stuck at home and they don't really find anything doing. Yeah, I just, just take feeds on Instagram or either check books and all of that stuff. As an entrepreneur and like a business person and author, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? And what has kept you going, especially as you're in business, entrepreneurship, which is somehow something which people think is very easy to get into but don't really know the hooks and the cooks of entrepreneurship. Man, you have to be consistent. You have to be confident. You have to be able to adapt to change. You have to be committed. And you have to build a culture around your entrepreneurship because people will think that it's easy just because entrepreneurs don't show, right? It's that that tip of the iceberg effect where you see just the success you see the pretty pictures on Instagram or you see us landing the deals or whatever the case may be. However, you don't see the long hours not being able to get enough sleep up on the phones all night and being able to just, you know, really get to it. That's the pretty picture that, or, or the ugly picture rather, but you have to start learning how to enjoy that process. And something that I've done over those three years in getting and, and continuing to grow is learning how to be comfortable in that process because sometimes problems are opportunities. Nine times out of 10, they're opportunities because you just have to reframe what the problem is and see it as something that you can really evolve from. And that's really the switch that I've had to turn on in most of my businesses. So how do you get to like find what is like the correct switch? Because you know, in a business, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of factors. Let me say if you own a business and let me say you own a company like Amazon or a shop, there's transportation, there's these, there's customer service. So how do you find the switch to actually put on for your business to move on? Absolutely. Well, I'm really big on research. Like if you don't know something, you have to go find the resources or find the people that do. Right. There's many people that have many different talents 
And if you're not talented in one arena, you have to go find someone that is so that you can implement them and, and figure out how you need to be moving accordingly. I'm not a designer, right? So I don't know all the terminology and the different colors that make everybody feel a certain way or the actual feel. So what do I need to do? I need to go find someone that could cover this ground for me and being able to adopt and pump out the message that I'm trying to get through. Right. So when it comes to that switch, it's really figuring out who's on your team. Right. Who are the players on your team that are helping you go to the next level? How are you going to win that championship? How are you going to reach that goal? You're not going to get there yourself as an entrepreneur. It doesn't work like that. And if it does, you'll have that success very short term. Right. Because nine times out of 10, you could burn out. So it's really figuring out who's your team, who's around you. Is everybody playing their role and not trying to sabotage? Yeah, that's true because a lot of people don't actually know who they work with. I've seen a lot of businesses that for most businesses fall right now, not because of external problems or internal problems, like management or maybe it's like they mishandled their finances. There's no external problem that can actually hurt a business. But one thing which is like, let me ask you about this, like how do you get to know your team? How do you know like this is the team I want to work with or these are the people who I want to be with to start up this business? That's a great question. That's a really great question, great question because sometimes we won't know someone until we've spent a certain amount of time with them. Now, becoming a life coach, I administer an assessment called the DISC, where essentially I can see how people work naturally and adaptively. And for pretty much everyone that I work with, I pretty much administer this assessment for them now just so I could see their tendencies and they know mine to see if it can even make sense or it could even match up because nine times out of 10, when you're, when you're in a working environment, sometimes people will just put on the mask and not really be wanting to do the work. Right? So for instance, if you're someone who's very introverted and very passive, nine times out of 10, putting someone like that in a, in a position to be in sales or in cold calling or, or anything related to going out in the field, they're not going to enjoy that. So why would you put this person in that slot? Over time, they're going to burn out. Instead, put them in an administrative role. Put them on a, you know, more of helpful, making sure that people are evolving through the process. You move them towards the middle of the, of the funnel instead of at the front, right? Have your closers close people and then move people along the cycle. So it's just understanding these little tools to be able to say like, all right, this person's strong in this arena. This person's weak here. So let's let's focus on the strengths and then develop the weaknesses to see if maybe they can even, you know, convert to different parts of the funnel. That, that's just um, the great idea of it, of how to like select a team. Because you need a team to like grow. Most people like, I know business, people start their business alone. But right now it's about teamwork because you can't do everything in business. You can't do, you can't like do everything you want to do. Let me see if you're having a business and you want to like edit the graphics, you want to work this out, you can't do all of that. So what are your thoughts on business starting up and like want to seek investors? How do you approach those kind of people? Or do, will you advise a business to seek out investors at just their early stage of starting? So I'm a big believer in you building equity in your own situation first, right? You have to be able to present to someone why, you're, why you should even be invested in, even if it's not monetarily, even if you're just looking for a mentor. Like, why should I mentor you? Or why are you even seeking one? Like, what have you done on your own? People help people that help themselves. So if you're not blood, sweat, and tears, pumping equity into your own company, what's going to make someone else want to pump money into you? 
So you have to really figure out what separates you from the pack, what's going to make you different before even thinking about really seeking that type of investment into your own company and where is that money coming back? So I think that like, I'm a big believer in you, you have to build that, that equity in yourself first before even taking it to another entity or another, you know, system. That's, that's, that's true because I don't really look into investors because I just know investors as people who just want money and everyone is like needing their own way to earn some income or get money from any other business, especially this venture capitalist. So what really brought you here? What really like, kept you going to be an entrepreneur or to get into business? For sure. Oh, that's a, that's a great question too, man, because there's, there's no one answer. Um, I think the biggest thing that pushed me in that direction was my desire to control my environment in that sense of not having someone else overlooking me, telling me what to do all the time. I just had that innate, you know, gene to want to make things happen. So even from a young kid, like I was one of the kids doing the garage stands, like selling toys that I did not want to play with anymore. When the whole Pokemon fan phase hit the wave, like I was the one selling the Pokemon cards or the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like playing with the Beyblades, like making lemonade stands. Like I was always entrepreneur minded and figuring out, okay, how can I turn this into dollars? So that was, uh, man, you got to have a burning desire to want to be great. So as an entrepreneur and someone who is very successful, how do you like define success? Is it the cars, the houses, the watches, or like the amount of money you have? How do you like define <laughs> success? <laughs> Man, I don't define success in, in any of those, right? That, that's how society will look at success. Like, oh, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of house do you live in? What type of watch do you have on? Not saying that I don't indulge in getting a nice car, right? I drive Tesla. I have nice Rolex, you know? I like nice things, I like quality things, but that's not how I define success at this point in my life anymore, right? That was, that's what the media wants you to believe in and see, right? How I define success is definitely different. I look at it as how many people can I impact? How many people can I help get out of their own situation to grow in life, right? How many children am I impacting? How many family members can I impact to help go in a better direction? And that was the whole reason why I wrote this book because success is not just in the physical realm, it's a mental realm, right? Rich and poor, people go, oh, you're rich. That's a state of mind. Poor, that's a state of mind. It's a choice, right? I could have zero dollars and I could still be rich. I know how I could go and get it back. I have phone calls that I can make to help people, that people will help get me back up off my feet if I was ever in that type of situation. That's success to me because the, I've built these relationships with people so strong, I can't fail. I believe that. Right. So it's not the houses, it's not the cars, it's not the clothes, it's not, you know, the gluttony. It's it, it's none of those things for me. And I advise that to all, to all the youth. Right. Don't just look at this because that could be a, a, a mirage. That could be a front. So nah, that's everybody's definition for success is also different, man, because someone yeah. will look at me and be like, oh, this guy has a nice paddock on, nice, nice watch, real nice diamonds, and, and think that, oh, because he has this, this is success. That just walks people in the door. And then I hit them with a message like this, and it just, wow. <laughs> They're like, no, it's because you have it. Right, right. But those things didn't come overnight. It came from the mental work. It came from that sweat equity. It came from those hours getting put in the gym you know, working overtime. It doesn't just come easy and it doesn't stay if you're not continuously putting in the work. Yeah, that's true. 
Will you say like the media is like impacting the way people look at business, entrepreneurship, or even success? Is the media like playing some kind of funny role in it? It depends which way you're spinning and looking at it because there's people that are making so much money online because, you know, you can look at the top tech companies right now, like what they're selling is attention. They're selling your data. So on social media right now, again, I just said earlier on this call that Mark Zuckerberg, he made an extra 40 billion during this pandemic, right? He owns Facebook, he owns Instagram, he owns WhatsApp. These are three of the top six social media, you know, companies in the world right? So everybody utilizing these platforms, there's money on these platforms because people are on here spending a lot of time on here. So if you set up your business correctly, you can go to the next level like this, right? So it, it, it all depends on your strategy and how you utilize it. Some people definitely, you know, use it for, you know, just fun or whatever the case may be. But if you're smart and you're, uh, and you're business minded and you're, and you're working on your entrepreneurship, you're going to take advantage of using all of these tools. Yeah, that, that's, that's like the perfect advice like for people who always think like the social media is like the life of how people live. Because you see a lot of people come out to fake it on social media, even in their businesses and all of that. So let's move away from all of that. And you have a book coming up on September 1st pages. So tell us what the book is about and like who are you addressing this book to? Oh, man, I'm addressing it to anybody who wants to be better, who's had enough, who's who said, like, listen, I need change. I need to level up mentally. I need to grow because that's where I was at when I was writing. It took me three years. It took me a lot of time even prior to that to really say, listen, I want this change. Like, I'm tired of living in this cycle. Right. I had to level up mentally. And what paces means the P stands for passion. I had to really figure out what were these things that I was passionate about so that I could, A, take action. Once I started taking the action was when I was able to really start leveling up. And we talked about it earlier on what was those things that really connected, realizing that I can't do things on my own. The C stands for courage. Um, That C, basically, you know that there's going to be obstacles that are going to come your way, right? The, The steps to success is it's not just going to be an easy path. Like you'll, you'll go up two and get knocked down three, right? So you have to have courage to be able to withstand these things that are going to come through your path. The E stands for energy. That's what keeps you going when those obstacles really start knocking you down. How many times have you been wanting to quit, right? We've all wanted to quit at certain, at certain points. You have to have the energy. You have to make sure that you're taking care of your mental to be able to keep going. So the P-A-C-E, that's the pace. Everybody, you know, moves at their own pace. You may move a little faster than me, right? When you decide that you want to write a book, it may take you six to 12 months. That's your pace. So the S is success. And everybody defines success differently. Yours is going to be way different than how I just defined it. And not saying that that's right or wrong. You just decide that for yourself. It's all a choice, Right. So that's essentially what the book encompasses and what I want people to grasp from it, to know that those are the ingredients, passion, action, courage, and energy. When you have all four of those and they're aligned, whatever it is, how you define success, that will come. That's true. And just from like the way you like explained it and the time it took to write that book, I can just see the P in it, like patience, taking three years to write just a book. I mean, I know a lot of people won't be able to like even sit for a year to write down a book. 
what really kept you going to say no i gotta write this i have to finish this off after three years man that's a good question because there's been several times where i've been idle from writing for months at a time and what i learned through those processes is that i was burning out i needed to take chill chill time or reserve time to myself and go replenish and taking those times and, and not putting pressure on myself to you know finish it or there's no timetable there's no you know nobody's rushing me like i can take my time with this and that's how i started looking at life so anytime somebody tries to speed me up and push me in a certain direction i always sit in my zen and i'm just like this will pass right so that was the biggest thing man being able to just stay consistent stay consistent and stay committed and i would not quit so that that's how i kept pushing forward and now shoot man next week is coming out and i'm so excited so excited that's so great i'll also be waiting for the book a lot of people are like businesses start up and what do you account for people failing in business what do you see causing people fail in business especially as you're successful what causes other people to fail that's a great question what causes other people to fail There's a plethora of things, man. Like if you're not committed to something, if if you're just fly by night and just doing it off the whim, nine times out of 10, when the going gets tough and those obstacles do pop up, you're not going to continue. You're going to quit, which, you know, equals failure for the most part. Another thing is people don't identify what they're passionate about. So what they're doing, they really don't love. They really don't care about. Like there's so many times where I've been speaking to people And they'll tell me about this, how to get money or how we're going to do this idea and do this. And I'll ask them, yo, are you really passionate about this? Like, if this situation doesn't make money in the first six or 12 months, will you still be here 18 months from now? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. So what does that equal? Failure. So there's, there's a lot of things that people don't necessarily take into uh, internally as far as what failure looks like. The interesting thing about it though, is we need to fail in order to get to success. Failure is like building up that muscle, that strength to keep going, right? So me, I also do Forex. I trade in the foreign exchange markets and I build the business residually, right? When I get no's, that can be considered failure. I'll get 30 no's a day. That doesn't bother me anymore because I'm built, I built up that backbone now. I'm able to take the no's and figure out, okay, how can I turn these no's to yes? If I didn't get all these no's, I wouldn't be able to turn them into yes. So some people will quit just so that they'll hear 30 no's that no, nobody wants to join me. Nobody wants to do what I'm doing. They'll start whining. They'll start crying. They'll start doubting themselves. There's no confidence and they'll just fail. They'll just quit. They'll just leave, you know? So, That's why I have, being an entrepreneur, you need to have tough skin. So what do you mean by like saying you need a tough skin in it? It's another good question, man. Having tough skin, you just have to be ready for anything. At any given moment, something can go left. And as an entrepreneur, you're a problem solver, right? So instead of looking at problems as bad things, I said this earlier in the interview, turn them into opportunities. How can you grow from this? How can you help other people evolve from these problems that come up in your business? You have to have tough skin. You have to be patient. You have to be able to maneuver through the landscape and come out on the other side winning. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. 
so far what has been like your greatest investment so things you can look back and say no this is like something i invested back in the past and i'm really grateful for what are like your greatest investments you have done what that is again i, I said this earlier as well as far as just impacting people right so my producer he uh, he produced a song for an artist named summer walker the song's name was girls need love i'm not sure if any of you heard it but it's a really big song that an artist named drake jumped on and it made the song even bigger wow. i can remember when he was sleeping on the couch you know so being able to take someone's life literally from a couch and now he just bought his own you know half a million dollar house is transforming that's my greatest investment i'm able to see the hard work that i put in to help him get to his next level and being able to succeed right so being able to just see that there's no other greater feeling i want to help people around the world like get that spark so that they can keep going there's nothing better that success yep that's it seeing other people grow is also great so what brought you into philanthropy as your philanthropy is also what brought you into philanthropy man since i was young i i've always wanted to help people like it was always a genuine thing like i i would always ask my mom why can't we give them money why can't we give them food why why do they have less than us why is nobody helping them and that was really where the vision of just starting out came so the everyone needs foundation i have two co-founders and we really just got together and we made this entity that have really been helping people so even through this pandemic we partnered up with an organization named World Central Kitchen and we were feeding 100 meals a day from April to July you know in low income families in neighborhoods and things of that nature so everywhere we can make impact we will so that that's again the same message of how I explain success like I being able to sit down and just be present to be able to be on the ground floor and being able to do those things that just you know fulfills me So like you say you have a music brand which you also have. So do you also think artists need I'm sure as an entrepreneur you must know a lot about financial education. So do you think people like artists or people who are not interested in business do they really need financial education or do you really teach them about that? That's a great question. I think that all creatives period should understand the business to a certain degree because if you don't people will try to get over on you. because they'd assume that you don't know. So if you do your homework and you do your research and you understand exactly what's going on in your business, then you can't just be manhandled. You can't just be shook around. You won't get, you know, so flustered when it's time to deal with that side of the business, right? So I'm always a advocate on teaching my clients exactly what they're signing. Like I don't just say, "Yo, just sign this." I'll say did you read line 13 do you understand that this is given up this do you want to renegotiate this this way what do you feel that you deserve like I ask all these questions just so that they have that perspective and know that one that I care about them and I want them to understand what they're signing and two so that they can understand so that they can have that for their own internal so that they know what they're signing that's that's like some up nice because people get into deals which they don't even know you see a lot of people regretting after two or five years they're like no this director he he did this i never knew this but once you've had a sign on document it's like final and legal about it so how yep. do you get to meet people who you want to invest with how do you know this is a good investment or how do you know um no i can't i can't do this or how do you know this other person will be great 
Oh, man, I literally just go through paces. I see if they're passionate. I see what type of actions they're willing to take to continue. I see if they have courage, if they can deal with the conflict. And I see what their energy levels is like, if the energy is right. All of those things I look at. And that's how I base it. So if those don't align with what I'm doing or where I'm at, nine times out of ten, I don't even give it the time of day. So do you have any like favorite person or let me say favorite entrepreneur or person like Gary Vee, these other guys who often like look up to those kind of people? Absolutely. So I definitely look up to E.T., the hip hop preacher. He's who I learned how to administer the disc assessment under where I became an extreme execution life coach. He's passionate. He brings the energy. He's able to direct people to resources. He's, he's phenomenal. Tony Robbins is phenomenal. I attended one of his seminars last year and the energy was so infectious. There was literally 30,000 people jumping up and down, running over coal. Like he is a pioneer of like the knowledge industry as we name it, as we call it. So he's definitely the one that I look up to the most and who I really learn a lot from just passively. So now there's definitely some individuals I definitely look at as like, I call them ghost mentors. And I talk about that in my, in my book as well. Mentorship is something which is like a skill. You don't just sit out to like mentor people. And you are also a coach and I'm sure you have a lot of people who are your mentees. What does it take to get there? What does it take to be that inspired to actually mentor other people? Man, you have to have a desire to help people, right? There's a lot of people who that's not a desire for. Like a lot, and not to say that that's a bad thing, you know, they're just not at that stage in life where maybe, you know, they're in survival mode. They're, they're worried about, you know, themselves and how they're going to get themselves on their own feet, right? So once I was able to get out of survival mode, right, and be comfortable with where I was no matter what, right, I started building this credibility for myself in that sense where I was a trustworthy candidate for that type of operation, people would come to me regardless, like, yo, Evan, what do you think about this? Do you think I should make this move or this one? And I would, I would literally, I would spend a lot of time thinking about these things for other people and they could see that. So it was one of those things where even when I did finish thinking about it and give someone this advice and they took it, boom, they cut the deal, boom, they went to the next level, boom, they got a promotion. And it was, this was just a continuous thing where I would see these blessings pour in for other people in their life. And then everybody would say, yo, why don't, you, why don't you get paid for this? Like, how much do I need to pay you for this? And I, and I never took anybody's money. I never took anybody's money. I just loved doing it. So it was a natural next step for me to become a coach and put a title on it and get a system going forward to where it's like, okay, now I could charge for my time doing this because now I'm taking it serious. And people can see that. Yeah, that, that's, that's perfect. You know, I like to mentor people. You need to like actually get out of that circle. You can't like be in a cage and you want to like free other people. You need to be out of the cage. So what is like your favorite part of your book pieces? So what is like your favorite part of it where you want people to actually go there and be like, okay, I want you to see this in that book. Mm. And there's so many parts that I honestly love. However, I think one part that is super unique still is that there's a chapter called journaling on the journey because again the beginning of the book the prologue it's very unique to me at least because i've never read a book like this but it's literally my journal right so 
I wrote the book as a journal at first. So it was necessary for me to include a chapter called journaling on the journey where I literally had 21 pages of blank pages for people to journal inside the book. So it's basically meant to keep you accountable in journaling and writing about what's going on in your life to keep you focused on what it is that you want to achieve. So that's that part I really want people to take advantage of and really utilize it and really make sure that you're staying consistent with it because they say 21 days can form a habit and it takes 90 days to secure it. But once you get to 100 days, it's a lifestyle. So it starts with those 21 days. If you can't do 21 days, you're not going to form that habit regardless. I can remember waking up at 5 a.m. It was such a drag for me. It was like, dang, how, can I, how am I going to keep getting up? Did it for 21 days. I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. Let me keep going. Did it for 90 days. Boom. Once I got to 100 days, oh, it's a lifestyle now. Me getting up past 7 a.m., my day is just terrible. Not terrible in the sense that it's not productive or anything like that, but I'm off my pivot. I'm off my routine. It's not like me, right? So those 21 pages in that journaling section of the book, probably the most key point of the book that has no dialogue from me. It's literally you and your pace and how you define your success and what you're working towards. Oh, means you have a place where they can actually like record their own life or maybe they could write their own book for me too. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so the book is coming up on September 1st. So people have to actually see it and buy it. I'm sure it'll be like on Amazon and all that, right? So not right now. Nope. For right now, I only have the book available on my personal website, www.pacesworldwide.com. And I wanted to do that purposely to just see really what the temperature was and how people really responded towards it. So I'm doing it all independently like not putting it in any stores or anything of that nature right now. I really wanted to have a direct linkage with the people who are supporting me. And I wanted to make sure that it gets directly to them from my team and making sure that there's a direct connection. So as a coach, um, there may be someone who wants to like start up a business right now and is listening to this podcast. What do you advise someone who wants to start up and is like afraid of imminent failures or doesn't want to start up because of some kind of fear or doubt? How do you advise those kind of people? The best way to look at fear, man, is to think about what do you have to lose? So anytime I'm sitting in fear, like I can remember having a fear of public speaking. Right. And I would literally break down. What do I have to lose? Like these people thinking that I'm crazy or my speech was whack or whatever the case may be. But it's like they don't know me. I don't know them. This is not going to matter five years from now. That's one of the biggest points is what's happening right now going to matter five years from now. And if it does take more time to think about it. Because actually becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own business and going full-fledged force in it, that's a big decision. So we're going to have fears. It's natural. If we don't have fears on, on some things, you know, then we're moving towards a different segment of, of life. Or it just shows that you really don't care if you don't have these fears. So I think that the biggest thing is you really have to sit in it and you have to take charge. You have to really take control of your life in that manner and say, you know, is this going to matter in five years or what can I do to get out of this space? 
And also sometimes you get to have this fear of how people like appreciate this, how people get to do this. But sometimes you just have to be like, okay, let me just like do it and everything is going to go great. Everything will like be perfect. So let me, let me ask like some kind of controversial question. What do you mm-hmm. think about like entrepreneurship and relationships? Because those are things that people don't really like get. Op- entrepreneurs, they always see entrepreneurs will be people who don't actually involve themselves into relationship. Is that really like the perfect way to live as an entrepreneur? That's a great question in a sense of, this is my personal belief, this is my personal opinion. When you find someone who you're evenly yoked with, you're able to have a healthy relationship because the both of you will understand each other to a certain, you know, tune. So being able to have excellent communication and healthy communication on what's going on in each other's lives, you'll better be able to have a relationship. You have to make it a priority, though. You can't just have a relationship and just put the business first all the time, right? You have to be able to balance. And that's not always an easy thing because there'll be times in life where things are picked up in one area and other areas it'll slack. That's okay as long as you're communicating and you're on the same page. So I'm a big believer in being able to communicate and being evenly yoked. So I do believe that you can have a relationship and be in business and be an entrepreneur. You have to find the right person on your team that's going to support you in your endeavors. And you have to do the same thing for your partner. It can't just be one-sided where she or he is supporting you and you're not doing the same for them and whatever they want to do. That's where resentment kicks in and that's where things fall apart, just like that. So you have to be intentful about everything. So it's not easy. However, if you're willing to go that extra mile and you're willing to put in the time, effort, the work, it can be successful. Um, I had some a relationship coach. She said like the same thing is all about like commitment or committing yourself to someone. But you know, sometimes it gets difficult. Let me see your business isn't doing well, your company isn't doing well, all your stats are going low, or maybe you're invested in Forex and within a day, all the stocks are low and all the prices go down. And you're somehow depressed. You know, handling a relationship that time is really hard. Have you ever been in that kind of situation? Me personally, I have been in a relationship where I didn't feel truly supported. And how it made me feel was that I had to go learn myself even more to be able to communicate that so that I won't have to be in that situation ever again. Because that's not a good feeling, right? If you're talking about your business and you expect your partner to be on your team to help you want to grow, to help you want to push forward. But that sometimes that's not the case. So you have to roll with those punches and you have to be able to, again, have that tough skin to understand where you're at in, in life to know what's good for you and what's not. That's um, an idea which I also advise other people in actually getting into a relationship or handling the relationship and putting it in place. Because that's something which is real hard because it's somehow stressful. So where can people find you? Where can people actually get to communicate with you? Oh, man. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at paces.worldwide. That's the, the Paces page on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook. You can find my personal page at iSetTrends, I-S-E-T-R-E-N-D-S. And you could also check me out at the website, www.pacesworldwide.com. I'm taking new coaching clients. So there's a sheet on there, form. Definitely give me feedback. Definitely on September 1st, 
get your copy and let's get it man i'm excited thank you all for tuning in listening thank you to the to you guys for having me on here you asked some great questions and i'm excited thanks once more again for coming on here because it's really a pleasure having someone who is an entrepreneur actually sacrificing his time to come on to like the winners podcast actually share some value which people can learn from hope you guys heard it i said trends is on instagram you can also communicate with him and also check out the book on instagram the page on instagram basis.worldwide you can also check it out on his website the links will be in the description where you could contact him or buy the book and get it first hand before september 1st thanks once more evan Hope you have a great day today. Yeah, let's get it. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the Winners Podcast, a podcast on business, mindset, and growth. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love if you could give us a review on the platform you're listening to this podcast too. And also sharing is caring. Make sure you share it to as many people as possible if this will actually help them in life or add some value to what they do in their lives in their business whatsoever they do in life you can also check out evan on instagram at i trends and also the book has its own page on instagram paces.worldwide because it is going worldwide and it's for everyone who wants to actually follow their pace to success in life the links will be in the description so you could actually contact him to either coach you on what to do in life or actually to start up your own business because he's also a successful entrepreneur and he knows many tricks and tips like forex investing and starting up businesses the links will be in the description for the book and also his social media pages so you can get in touch with him also if you're a business owner or you're about starting up a business or be running a free coaching service you could send us a mail to contact at we just want to win ml contact at we just want to win ml and also you could reach out to us on instagram facebook and twitter at we just want to win again our website is up and it will be stuffing it with a lot of resources to help you achieve growth in your business and your mindset check it out at we just want to win ml that's a website link all these links will be in the description hope this content inspires you hope you learn something from it hope there are some values you can take home and to share to people in your business in your life or your family stay safe stay strong be a winner go out there and keep winning